There are a lot of areas of our lives that we try to control, but what about the tongue? As we continue our study here in James chapter 3, we're going to be looking at verses 7 through 12 and learning not only the inconsistency of the tongue, but also its perversity. So get out your Bibles, turn to James chapter 3, and let's see what the Word of God has to say to us today. Thanks for joining us on Stand Strong in the Word podcast with author, speaker, and worldview expert, Jason Jimenez. Stand Strong in the Word podcast is devoted to walking listeners through the Bible in a fresh and powerful way. We pray your spirit is nourished as you gain new perspectives and a renewed appreciation for God's Word. Now, here's Jason Jimenez. What's up, my friends? I pray you guys are blessed in the Lord that not only are you growing in your faith, but I pray that the Lord is using you to help other people grow in their faith. And you know, that's one of the reasons why I do this podcast. I love praying and preparing and studying the Word of God to help men and women such as yourself. And thank you guys, by the way, for just some of the feedback that I've received through the years of how this podcast has blessed you guys. We have, uh, and it's pretty amazing to think about it, we have pastors who use this podcast not to do sermon prep on Sunday mornings, but they personally just spend time studying the Bible with all of us. Remember, the mission here is for you and me to stand strong in God's word. And, and I have to tell you, recently when I was doing a video, and by the way, you can go to my YouTube channel, Jason P. for Philip Jimenez, or just search Jason Jimenez Apologist or Jason Jimenez Author. But on my YouTube channel recently, I did a, a refutation against a progressive pastor who was saying that the Bible is not the word of God that it's multivocal, that it's built around the community. It's your interpretation. It's, it, it's a relativistic understanding of Scripture. Of course, he denies the eternality of God. Therefore, the Bible is not eternal, right? It's not infallible. And you just maybe wonder, you guys, there are so many people. I mean, stop and think about this. Maybe you're one of them. I don't know. But there are a lot of people who are under teaching that is false, that does not uphold the Word of God as authoritative. And that, my friends, is heresy. You and I as Christians, if we're going to have a mature faith, if we're going to grow in our faith, we need to be grounded in God's word. What did Jesus use to call off Satan, to resist Satan? He used the scriptures. If you look at predominantly what Jesus did in Matthew chapter 4, verse 4, verse 7, and verse 8, you see that he used Deuteronomy 6 through 8. He uses passages within the book of Deuteronomy to refute what what satan was saying and you guys for us as christians the word of god is our sword it is our weapon that we need to be very familiar with and so i just encourage you guys as you continue this study with me that you also take the study notes go to standstrongministries.org look over the notes go deeper if you have questions send me an email info at standstrongministries.org and let us know. We want to help you guys. We are praying for you guys. And so it's a blessing. It's always a blessing. It's always a privilege to open the word of God and to have this time with you guys. So thank you for your prayers. Thank you for your support. If you are a person and you love the podcast, wouldn't you prayerfully consider to go to standstrongministries.org and click on donate and maybe become a monthly supporter? Whatever God has laid in your heart to give, would you 
uh, prayerfully consider. We have had now more expenses. I mean, the blessing is even with COVID happening, God has uh, provided newer opportunities to engage people. And a lot of it has to do or surround, I should say, social media. And so we are raising the alarm to um, not just counter people who are teaching false doctrine, but to equip people like you and in the word of God. And so that requires time of production, marketing, et cetera. It costs money. So if you want this podcast to continue to stay on air and to continue to grow, one, pray. Two, listen like you're doing. But also three, again, prayerfully consider. We need uh, some more donors, some more listeners of this podcast who are willing to step up and start funding uh, this ministry as we are now uh, over a million downloads or something like that and seeing it happening all over the world. So spread the love. We greatly appreciate that. I would not be able to do all this without your guys' support. So enough said about that. Let's now dive into scripture as we continue our study in the book of James. And now what I want to do before we look at verses 7 through 12, I do actually want to go back um, to verses 1 through 6 for a minute because this is so important in context. Because one of the things we're going to be seeing um, in this passage today, verses 7 through 12, is Paul's going to go back and start using some analogies about the tongue. So let me just take you back. And if you have the Bible, uh, look at verse 3. If you don't, just listen uh, to what James says there. He says, and this remember, this is the first analogy that James gives about the tongue. He says, if we put bits into the mouths of horses so that they obey us, we guide their whole bodies as well. So one is he's giving the analogy that the tongue is like a powerful animal like the horse, but it can be controlled just like a little uh, bit in the mouth of the horse. You know, he says we, it controls it. But notice, though, as, as we continue, uh, this little member, though, as it directs the horse, the tongue directs the body. So, so there are times we can control it, right? And there's other times that we can't control the tongue. The second analogy in verse four, he talked about, remember, the large vessel. So he's talking about the little rudder. And you have this little piece that's capable of maneuvering a large ship. And again, that's like the tongue. And then you see in verse five, he gives another analogy. Sometimes you guys, it's interesting because sometimes, you know, he would just give one analogy and Instead, he's giving multiple analogies. So here's a third one, and we'll get into the other ones in a minute. In verse 5, he says, So also the tongue is a small member, yet it boasts of great things. How great a forest is set ablaze by such a small fire. So again, the mouth, it's a small source, but it produces powerful things. And one of the things we're talking about last episode is it's like you either build someone up, right? You either fire them up, or you tear them down or you burn up any aspirations they have because you put them down, you're condescending. I'll never forget. Matter of fact, actually, years ago, one of my brothers, you know, I was, I was, you know, trying to try out for something and he just said nasty things to me the entire time. And I was, gosh, probably no older, I was probably maybe second or third grade or something like that. But whatever he said to me, I just, it just caused me to just lose all hope. And, and I, and I quit. Um, and, 
it, it just, it's, it sticks with me as a reminder that, man, you know, when somebody, when you're on the receiving end of something, I mean, it could be very detrimental, can it? And it can really give you a, a mindset that you're worth nothing because of condescending words. And, you know, the sad reality is, and perhaps maybe you're, you, you are an individual who has, who has been verbally abused, or maybe you're somebody who has a hot temper and you can say some very hurtful things. Maybe one of you guys listening or several of you, you guys listening um, can put your wives down. If you don't feel respected, if you don't feel that they're listening, you have to put them, so to speak, in their place by calling them names or addressing certain areas of their lives, maybe their weight or their looks or something, and you just cut them, you know, cut them down. So as we continue this study, you guys, this isn't just about the memorization of scripture or understanding the text. As always, it's to let the Holy Spirit through his word speak to you and me to convict us. So this, this forest fire is a powerful analogy of how the tongue, when you let it go out of control, it can just set things ablaze and burn things up. And it can destroy people's hopes and dreams as a result of it. I mean, some of the best speeches, if you think about it, that we love are ones that are uplifting and edifying. When you're watching a movie and you have a coach who gives an inspirational speech, a motivational speech. I mean, why do people spend buco dollars going to these arenas that are filled with tens of thousands of people to hear somebody who's going to motivate them to be a success? Why? Because it speaks to them. It speaks to their heart, right? You give, uh, you know, these pep talks to people to motivate them, to build them up, to get that passion, to get that fire within them. You know, it's like, I remember when I was playing sports back in the day and I listened to Eye of the Tiger, you know, just like, you know, Rocky. And, and it just kind of motivates you because you think of the film Rocky and, and it gets you all excited and fired up to go out there and play. And, and so words matter, don't they? And then he says in verse six, and the tongue is a fire, a world of unrighteousness. The tongue is set among our members, staining the whole body, setting on fire the entire course of life and set on fire by hell itself. So we see the power, you guys. Remember Proverbs 18, 21, death and life are in the power of the tongue, Solomon said. And those who love it will eat its fruits. And so it matters if we love people because we love God, because he first loved us, right? We will speak truth in love with our tongues. So as I was challenging you guys last episode, and as I continue to challenge you now, as we're now going to be jumping into verse 7 to 12, how uncontrollable is your tongue? Do you curse, use profanity, are you condescending, are you judgmental, are you critical, um, are you extremely sarcastic, do you put people down when you feel like you are not being appreciated or people are not looking to you, um, do you have a hard time encouraging people, do you do a, a better job, or are you quick, if you will, with your tongue to um, discourage someone? I mean, these are, these are challenging questions, my friends. Because see, we, as I said in the opening, we like to control a lot of things in our life, don't we? 
We like to be in control of our lives, but the reality is we're not. There's a lot of things in our lives that we don't control. And one of them is the tongue. Okay. One of them is the tongue. I mean, as I sit here now recording this, and as I was prepping and praying, uh, you know, before the podcast, looking over my notes, it's a reminder of my life. Remember what, what comes from the mouth, it comes from the heart, right? So what proceeds from the mouth comes from the heart. That's what Jesus said in Matthew 15, verse 18. Proverbs 16, verse 27 says, our tongues can burn like a raging fire. So we have to be very cautious. So if there's one or two or maybe even three things that come out of your mouth that don't honor the Lord, putting somebody down, maybe lying, maybe deceiving. Um, just, just hear me out, please. Repent, okay? Let this time right now, maybe you weren't even expecting this. Maybe you have been a listener of this podcast for a long time, but you weren't even expecting right now to maybe even pause this podcast right now, get on your knees and ask God to forgive you because of how you've been using your tongue. Guys, I've been there myself, okay? So don't feel like if you have to do that, that uh, you get all embarrassed or there's something majorly wrong. Let me know. Also, send me an email. Go to standstrongministries.org. Send me an email. Let me know how God is working in your life or how, as we've been studying through James chapter three, this has helped you control your tongue because it's a constant battle, isn't it? So now as we get into this segment of James chapter Three verses seven through 12. Here we're going to see the inconsistency. We're going to be seeing the perversity of the tongue. Notice he says here in verse seven now of the passage. Let me read this here, verses seven through 12. He says, for every kind of beast and bird of reptile and sea creature can be tamed and has been tamed by humankind. But no, notice, but no human being can tame or subdue the tongue. Why? Notice the description that James gives. It is a restless evil full of deadly poison. Remember what he said before? He said it's what? He said in verse six, the tongue is fire. It's a world of unrighteousness. So here he gives all of these analogies about the tongue, all right, to illustrate his point about the power of the tongue. And then he says that it's a world of unrighteousness. And notice he says in verse six, it's, a, it's set among our members, staining the whole body. It can destroy the whole course of life, he says, just from the tongue. And you think that would be enough? Nope, James continues. He says, it is, uh, the tongue that is, is a restless evil, full of deadly poison. Then he goes on and says, verse nine, with it, we bless our Lord. And Father, and with it we curse people who are made in the likeness of God. Verse 10, from the same mouth come blessings and cursing, my brothers. These things ought not to be so. Does a spring pour forth from the same opening, both fresh or sweet and salt that is bitter water? Can a fig tree, my brothers, bear olives or a grapevine produce figs? Neither can a salt pond yield fresh water. I'd have to say, you guys, that when I look at the entire New Testament, this actually, this passage right now is probably one of the most descriptive passages on something in all of the Bible. And that's saying a lot. So let's break it down and understand the terminologies that 
James is using to convey the inconsistency in the perversity of the tongue. So when you look back at verse seven, God has given us dominion. And James is pointing this out. He says, look at all the things that we as human beings, look at all these areas of our lives that we control, all these animals that we control. We control a horse, right? With a bit and bridle. We build these huge ships and we can direct and guide them with this little rudder. So birds and reptiles, sea creatures, we can all, we could tame all of them. And yet James is saying that here's the thing though. And this is what we're inconsistent in. We can pride ourselves in all the stuff that we control, but we can't even subdue our own tongues. So this phrase here, this descriptive uh, terminology that's laid out in Greek, this restless evil, what he's pointing out, and this is so vitally important, which is one of the reasons why I was saying this passage is one of the most descriptive of, of a particular topic, in this case, the tongue. He's saying that our natural physical state, remember, was born uh, in sin. Now, obviously, before original sin, we were made in the, in the likeness of God without sin. Right? There was the potential to sin, but we were perfect human beings that is Adam and Eve were. Okay, so that was the original state. And we will be there one day. God will restore all things, Acts chapter 3, verse 21 and following. But, but being born in sin and all of us since Adam and Eve fell and, and sinned against God, our natural physical state was born in sin. And our flesh is constantly raging against the spirit. That's where the inconsistency comes from. Because the conflict that you and I have in the flesh and the spirit, so you oftentimes people say, well, why do, I, why do I do this when I shouldn't do it? Why should, like we'll see later in James chapter four, verse 17, why do I not do the things I know I ought to do? As Paul says in Romans chapter seven, because he says it's the body of death. He said in verse 24 and following. Now, the hope that we have is who will deliver me from this body of death, the Lord Jesus Christ, the second Adam. So. One of the reasons why we have an inconsistency is because of the conflict that is raging between the spirit and the flesh. And it's inconsistent because sometimes in our rebellion, we know that we shouldn't be saying hurtful things, but we say them anyway. Why? Because in our fallen state, you guys, if we're all being honest right now, it's, it feels good. It feels good sometimes to put people down, to put people in their place. And that's wrong. Notice Galatians chapter five, verse 16 through 17 says, but I say, walk by the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For The desires of the flesh are against the spirit and the desires of the spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things you want to do. So you guys, very quickly, when you and I are dealing with this restlessness of evil, okay? It's a constant battle. You don't, you know, you don't wake up in the morning and saying, oh, I'm, 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 I'm completely healed from, from uh, speaking um, untruths with the tongue. My deceiving tongue is gone. No, that will not happen until we're finally restored. It's restless. It comes and goes, comes in waves sometimes, or maybe some, one of you guys or some of you guys or several of you guys, and we have thousands of listeners. So all of us, every single one of us abuses the tongue. We all have said things that we can, and, and even though we tell ourselves, I'm not going to say this to this person. I'm not going to gossip. I'm not going to slander. I'm not going to throw this person under the bus. And then we do it. 
because of the conflict between the, the flesh and the spirit. So if you feed you guys the flesh, your tongue is just going to go out of control. So that is one area that you can measure right here, right now of how mature you think you are is just what do you say with your, with your mouth? Now that hear me out. You can lie. You can like pretend to say nice things to someone, but you don't believe it. That's that. So that's, again, that goes back to the deception, the hypocrisy. But one way that we can determine where we really stand with God and how mature we really are is how we control the tongue. Now in verse nine here, with it, we bless our Lord. And obviously it says here, we curse people who are made in the likeness of God. From the same mouth come blessing and cursing. So because human beings are made in the image of God, they're able to acknowledge God and honor his name. So again, all of us, who are Christian listening to this podcast, absolutely praise the Lord. We proclaim Christ as Lord and Savior. Ah, but see, we make these declarative statements, declarative statements, these profound, deeply rich, theologically rich statements about God and his beauty and his holiness and his love. And then what do we do? We use that with the same mouth that we proclaim Christ as King we can be condescending and put people down. Why? Because human beings are born in sin. We can say things that honor the Lord one minute, and then we can say things that dishonor uh, people at, at, you know, at, the same, at, the same, at the same time. And I'm guilty of it as well. You guys, I'm guilty of it as well. I, I can spend all this time preparing to study God's word, to lay things out, even write books about how we are to speak love and truth to people. And, but do I all the time? No, I don't. You know, if we jump to chapter four, verses 11 through 12, James writes, quote, do not speak evil against one another, brothers. The one who speaks against a brother or judges his brother speaks evil against the law and judges the law. But if you judge the law, you're not a doer of the law, but a judge. There is only one lawgiver and judge, he who is able to save and to destroy. But who are you to judge your neighbor? See, so that a big thing that, that James deals with is a hypocritical, judgmental heart. So as I went back and refreshed your memory of the three analogies, James is not through. Notice the fourth analogy that he gives. So we have a strong animal. We have a boat. We have fire, and now he gives an analogy about nature. Verse 11, does a spring pour forth from the same opening, both fresh, that is sweet and salt, bitter water? Then he gives another descriptive analogy. Can a fig tree, my brothers, bear olives or a grapevine produce figs? Neither can a salt pond yield fresh water. So this is interesting because James is drawing from the Jordan Valley to illustrate his point about the nature of the tongue. You see, a pure water source will replenish your body. And of course, a bitter water source is very dangerous to your very well-being, could, could potentially kill you. I don't know if you guys have ever uh, drank water with, that has bacteria in it that causes you to get sick, but I have traveling doing mission work. It's not pretty. It isn't pretty. And so just kind of you think of that in our lives. If you are spewing hateful things, um, 
you, you, you're probably not as legit as you think you are. I mean, let's just, let's just be honest. You know, this example here about the fig tree, a plant producing fruit according to its nature. Uh, uh, yeah. And yet we're in a world and a society today where people are determining their own gender, et cetera. It, no, guys, it doesn't work that way. Not just in a physical, biological sense, but it spiritually too is you can't say that you can, you can speak to people however you want to and it's rude and it's mean and it's hurtful and yet still say, I love the Lord. No, you, you will produce according to your kind. So if you're spewing hate, you are producing according to your kind. You're in the flesh. You're constantly in the flesh. And again, like I said, if you weigh it and say, you know, I have a tendency where I trash more people in my life than I lift up, then you're in the flesh. James is driving home that a person who's in the spirit, notice you guys, remember this, go back to what I read to you in Galatians chapter 5, 16 through 21. If you walk in the spirit, you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Therefore, you will not use the tongue to abuse people. To, to lie, to profane, to use profanity, to curse the Lord's name in vain, you know, to use the Lord's name in vain. You won't do any of that. But if you are a person who's in the spirit, you will speak truth and love. You'll be a person who will not spew lies. You will not spew hate. The New King James Version Study Bible says, quote, pouring salt water into fresh, um, into fresh produces salt water. And mixing bad fruit with, with good fruit produces a bushel of rotten fruit. Likewise, mixing the contradictory speech of blessing and cursing will only produce negative results. End quote. So we, we, it, that makes, we, it, totally, it totally makes sense. If you take salt water and you pour it into fresh water, it's salt water. If you mix bad fruit with good fruit, and how many of us have done that when you put some fruit in a bowl and then you throw some fresher fruit a few days later on top of the older, you know, older fruit, that old fruit will spoil the new fruit. And that's what's happening, you guys. So if you see that all around you, it, it, it's, it's kind of very, very destructive. There's a lot of conflict that you're going through in life. Notice the tongue. Matter of fact, let me give you a proverb. Proverb 10, verse 11. Proverbs 10, verse 11. The mouth of the righteous is a fountain of life, but the mouth of the wicked conceals violence. So either there's a fountain of life springing from your mouth and you're seeing how it produces uh, virtue, strength, stability, honesty, vulnerability, or you, from your mouth, you conceal violence, meaning you're lying, you're betraying people's trust, you're, you're saying things behind their back, and then look around and saying, what is that producing in your life? You're destroying people's lives with your tongue. Let me give you one last one. Psalm 39, verse one. Notice, I will guard my ways that I may not sin with my tongue. I will muzzle my mouth while the wicked are in my presence. So you guys, we see that with the tongue, there's inconsistency. We honor God and then we can, concur, we can immediately curse man with the same mouth. That's inconsistent. And this restless evil, you guys, that resides in the tongue, what of course it proceeds from the heart, comes from the heart, shows the perversity of it. So I hope you don't just feel convicted as I do. But with this, I pray that you would feel a sense of relief. Say, you know, Lord, I am grateful that I'm letting you, 
I'm allowing you, not again, not in pride. I'm just saying that I'm opening my heart, that I'm not being disobedient, but I'm opening my heart to say, God, how can I live a life that's pleasing and honorable to you? And Lord, let me start with my tongue. If I've been belittling people, if I've been lying to people, if I've been slandering people, if I've been gossiping, if I betrayed people's trust because I said one thing, or, you know, again, that double-minded person that you're speaking, you know, out of both sides of your mouth, if you're that kind of person, therefore people can't trust you, you're not a dependable person, I don't care how smart you are. If you're saying things with your mouth and you're not backing it up, people are not going to trust you. If you've been saying hurtful things to your spouse or to your children, if you're an employer and you've been ripping on your employees, or if you're running a small group at church and you, you know, um, backstab a lot of people and you, there's a lot of slander going on, or maybe you're a controversial person, or maybe you're somebody who's so caught up in conspiracies and you're just constantly, you know, as a worrier, filled with anxiety, you're going around saying things that, that are not even substantiated, not even grounded on truth. Whatever it is, you guys, ask God to forgive you. All of those are signs of walking, not in step with the spirit, but walking in the flesh. So I hope this has encouraged you guys as we continue to stand strong in the word, that we take what the word of God in this passage tells us to do, and that is to control the tongue. In order to do that, we need to be walking in the spirit. So thank you guys for listening. Till next time, keep standing strong, my friends. For more information on Jason Jimenez and Stand Strong Ministries, visit us at standstrongministries.org. Thank you for listening, and keep standing strong in the Word of God.